Let's talk about goals. Hi, I'm Ricardo. And I'm Michelle. And welcome to the Dreamcast Projects podcast. So today we talk a little bit about goals, where they come from and what influences them. And we ask questions like, are the goals you have really your own? So let's start with the obvious. Where do your goals come from? And you then say, well, my love, my goals comes from this thing inside me called my goal machine. (laughs) (laughs) So where do they come from? I think it's, it's predominantly forged by your socioeconomic environment. And I say that because everything that you see around you and experience influences your desires and your wants. And your desires and your wants are then really a function of, or your goals is really a function of your desires and your wants. Would you agree with that? I do. Goals are, goals are essentially you striving to get from point A to point B, from where you are now to where you want to be, from what you have now to what you want to have. Yes. And we're not talking about the the industry standard definition of goals, right? The one that you you um, are indoctrinated with every time you go to a development course within a corporate environment. You know, your goals has to be SMART. Everybody's heard about SMART goals, right? Which is an acronym for uh, specific, measured, achievable, realistic, and trackable, right? That's not what we talk about. We're talking about, about life goals here um, because people doesn't track their life goals through that this acronym called smart goals your goals are derived from from the things that you are passionate about the things that that drives you uh, your desires essentially at the at the end of the day how society and your socioeconomic environment impacts your goals i think it's important to think about where or who goals come from goals are very personal right set by yourself not set by society or family or colleagues or your boss the best goals or the ones you will likely achieve are the ones that you set yourself i agree it should be it should be personal it should come from your desires and your your wants to achieve specific milestones within your life but often it actually comes from your external environment. It's dictated to you. Society dictates what a worthy goal looks like or, or what a worthy goal looks like in the eyes of society. Like you might have a goal to have a big house or a fancy car or lots of money. And it's all derived from that socioeconomic that standing or status that you get because you achieve that specific goal. The, oh, you, and your goals might actually just be to be a yoga teacher in, in India. And I think so much of that actually comes down to your environment. It also gets handed down to you by your friends, right? People that are closest to you that, that says you should achieve X, Y, and Z, and that will make you, that will fulfill you. And friends or a society might not directly be saying these things, but it is the, it's the peer pressure, right? If everyone else around you is achieving certain things, 
should that be my goal? Should I be achieving those things too? Yeah. And, 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 and even more closely, right, to your socioeconomic environment, um, where you grow up, to your friends, and even to your parents. Your parents actually set those goals for you sometimes. You know, the expectations of you becoming a, a doctor or an accountant or a neurosurgeon or the expectation that I set for, for my son. I do this subconsciously, actually, where I con I'm constantly saying to him that he's going to be the inventor of the teleportation machine. That's an expectation that I'm thrusting on his shoulders and, and hopefully he's confident enough to understand what his own needs are and what his passions are and what his desires are, right? And that this is an expectation that is thrust upon him that he doesn't actually have to, to shoulder at all. Any other expectation that the world thrusts upon our kids, for that matter, is something that they don't have to accept. Right. And we talk about that. And and I yeah, and I think that that is is important for us to to relate to our kids early on in life, so that they they are one aware of it and two are then able to mitigate that externally induced expectation. Mm. And we talk with them about about that exact thing, like setting their own goals and doing what they want to do, and although you might push him in this example to create a teleportation machine. What you're actually trying to encourage him to do is to think beyond what he thinks is possible. Yes. Setting your big, hairy, audacious goals. You just talked about setting goals that are possible, right? Setting goals that are beyond what you think is possible. And I think if we did that for our kids and all other kids, they have a self-belief that is so strong that will help them achieve any goal that they want to one day. Because I think as adults we need to do that too. We get into our comfort zone um, and as we go out, up life beats us down and makes us believe that things are not possible and we need to keep challenging that, that the impossible is possible. You know, whatever our goal is, because we spoke about goals being very personal, so my goal could be very different to yours. A lot of it depends on my starting point. A uh, big goal to me might be a small goal to you. But whatever our starting points, we need to set big goals and then some. Split yourself and then push yourself even more. You mentioned big, hairy, audacious goals and, and setting bigger goals, right? And I think you can only set bigger goals when you, when you fire up your imagination and you say, yes, this is possible, but I can double the possibility of whatever that is. And I think that's what we need more of. I think we need more. We need to help people think bigger, right? Have these hairy, audacious goals. And, and it's okay to fail if you, if you have this massive goal and you fail at achieving that goal, that's fine. You would, you, you would still have achieve, achieved so much more than if you had set a goal that was lesser mm -hmm. of a goal. In fact, that brings up an important point that we need to reframe the word failure. True. There is actually no such thing as failure. It is just a learning curve. It's you stepping towards your goal. 
It's just another stepping stone in the ladder towards your, your goal. And the bigger the goal, the more steps you're going to have to achieve that goal, mm -hmm. the more failures you might actually go through. So have big, hairy, audacious goals. It doesn't matter whether society thinks that you're crazy. Most of the time, our goals seem crazy to people. I remember how when we moved to the States, when we moved to California, we said, okay, this is it. This is our fourth country and that's enough. We're not doing any more. And now we're in Spain and we're saying, oh, maybe one more after this. <laughs> yeah. We might still have two or three other countries in, in, in us. The, the interesting thing, or for me, the reassuring thing that that brings up is that it's okay for your goals to change. Yes. That it's okay for you at one point to think, okay, this is it, this is enough. And then you wake up the next morning and it's not, you want more. It kind of dovetails into the, into the conversation that I hear a lot of people having about your desire, your passion, right? A lot of the verbiage that I hear in the industry or, or around what I read and what I, what I listen to is that you have a singular passion and you need to go after that passion, right? You have a single, singular desire. And I think it's fundamentally incorrect because you have different passions and desires and wants and goals at different stages of your life, mm -hmm. right? So it changes all the time. So it's okay if you wanted to achieve one thing, you know, got three steps up that ladder towards your goal and decided, huh, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't think we should, as people, beat ourselves up and say, oh no, we failed our goal. It's not true. You pivoted and your wants and your passion has changed and that's okay. There's so many projects that I start and stop, but the ones that I finish, I find is the ones that I am truly passionate about. The ones that I really, really care about. I get so stuck in this myopical view of life is passing you by because you're getting older. My goal is to just have a bigger house and a newer car and, uh, I don't know, more money in the bank. It's, that's everybody's goal in some way, shape or form. I'm being facetious here, right? And I'm being overly literal. Obviously, it's not everybody's goal, but a lot of people strive towards that or they think that that is the definition of success. And quite honestly, it's, it shouldn't be because you, through doing that, you actually, you're actually limiting your own potential. You're limiting your own potential because you're only thinking in a very prescripted manner that is determined by your socioeconomic environment. Go and take up a hobby. Go and do the thing that you are passionate about most. Try something new. You might really like it. It might become your next passion, your next goal, the next multi-billion dollar idea. So don't fixate on the goals that is determined for you by your socioeconomic environment, by society, by your parents, by your friends, by your mother, by your father, by anybody else, but by your passions, by your desires, by your goals, because that's that is what leads you to your success at the end of the day. One last thing that I do want to add is to remind everybody, all of us, to make space for our goals. Because very often we get caught up in the day-to-day -day and we don't make space 
for those goals to become clear, mm. right? So whether it's creating your vision board or whether it's journaling or whether it's meditation or just quiet time, just giving yourself that space for those goals to become clear for you. Goals and a timeline. I think it's good to have timelines to specific goals. And how you, you start putting a top of, top of mind is super important. You mentioned, you know, action boards or vision boards, right? Writing it down in your journal, giving those goals time to crystallize, crystallize giving it space. I think journaling and, and action and vision boards really helps you bring that to, to life. It's something that we started doing a couple of years ago where we'd write down our six monthly goal, our yearly goal, our two yearly goal and our five yearly goals, right? That's kind of the, the cadence that we were going out at. And when you write all of it down and you visualize it through, through whichever means feels more comfortable to you, right? You can either write it on a big board, which we had huge sheets of paper we had up in the office and here's our goals, this, this, this is what we're trending towards. And every time we'd walk into the office, we'd see it, right? Mm-hmm. Other people does it through, through vision boards, right? They'll have, they'll have an action board with pictures like a collage. And, and I think in between reminding yourself about those goals as you, as you see it every day, right? You have to, it has to be front of mind every day. That's what creates the opportunities that surrounds those goals. And then once those opportunities arise, you can then take action. Uh, we spoke a little bit more about this in our podcast called Manif- Manifestation. We've gone into, into this topic. But that's exactly the sequence of events that actually ends up happening. And the nice thing about that is that, you know, in between you seeing these goals and watching them come to life, you also create that space in your head to start understanding what is needed to get you from your goals that you had in month six to the goals that you had set for year one to the goals that you had set in year two to your five-year goals, right? If it's front of mind all the time, when you do create that space, that's when your brain actually helps you connect the dots, mm-hmm. right? And, they, and everything starts fusing together and yeah, the goals might change or something else might come in there, but but having that front of mind all the time is, is really essential for, for driving towards achieving your goals. It's, it's something that has helped us immensely over the past. I'd say we started doing it 10 years ago, maybe. And every year we would sit down at the end of the year and go through our little book and say, which goals did we, did we tick off this year? Which ones is still outstanding? Which ones do we carry over for next year? As human beings, we do too little of that because we are, we are so caught up in the rat race of, of everybody else's goals but ours. You're so caught up in your target for the year for your employee year. And every other goal that your external environment has literally thrust on you, right? Whether that be your kids, your wife, your friends, your, your mother, your father, Goals that are, are, are thrust upon you by people in your life. So in closing, for me, it's, it's really understand your own goals, understand your own passions, understand what really drives you at the end of the day. Be selfish for, for, for a bit. 
it's okay to be selfish. You know, society says, no, you shouldn't be selfish, right? You should always be giving. But, but there are times when you should be selfish because that's when you can actually give the most. I know that that sounds way counterintuitive, but it's absolutely true. You cannot fill somebody else's bucket if your bucket is empty. So take some time at the end of this year and write down your goals for next year. Get a good journal, like one that you keep next to your bed all the time, where you can write your goals in, where you can look back at that regularly. And I would say at least once a week, if you're not going to do a vision board or if you don't have an office where you can have a big whiteboard with all your goals on, put it in your journal and look through it at least once a week and keep it front of mind so that it creates the opportunities for you that you can then take action upon to in, in order to, to, to manifest the goals and dreams and passions and desires that you want. In closing thoughts? Just a reminder to make space for those goals. Give yourself, even if it's 10 minutes a day in the morning or in the evening, whatever works best for you, and write it down in your journal, put it up on a vision board, look at your vision board, think about it, imagine it. Just make sure to take 10 minutes a day to think about your goals. Until next time, I'm Ricardo. And I'm Michelle. Adios.